0: Amy, Amy, Amy. What? It's my birthday episode. It's my birthday episode.
1: Casey, your birthday was yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah. But we need a podcast. I don't want a podcast. You shall podcast.
1: Casey, let's talk about Lord of the Rings.
0: Yay! Okay,
1: if you insist. I mean, I like Lord of the Rings a lot.
0: Yeah, but we are talking about Lord of the Rings. Today, I adjusted my position.
1: (laughs) You did, and repeated what I said. Yes, I did. Uh, Hey, everybody, welcome back to Talk Nerdy to Me Baby, the one podcast that being stuck inside will not kill.
0: Nope, and it's... Right after my eleventy-first birthday.
1: Indeed, where we hopefully did a whole bunch of fun D and D stuff. Yep. Not that we don't already know, because it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not recording some early.
0: Shh! Don't tell them.
1: Shh! You just gave it away.
0: Shh! Keep it secret. Shh! Keep it safe. Well, after that violent outbreak, yep. let's talk about Lord of the Rings.
1: Indeed. So both Casey and I are big fans of Lord of the Rings from yon years back. And Casey decided that for his birthday episode, he wanted to talk about Lord of the Rings.
0: I did. It's probably my favorite fandom. Friandle? The end. I <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's go around the room, to two, two of us. Yep. And give us a little bit of history about the Lord of the Rings, how you came about it, and how you found it and whatnot. I'll start. So I was a wee lad of eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go back further. Well, that was The Hobbit. Uh, so my librarian, the librarian at my school, sat us all down. And any time that we went to the library, we would start by having some time where she would read to us. Then we got to look around and pick out books and check them out.
1: I am familiar with how libraries work in elementary I didn't school. know
0: if they work the same way. Things are crazy now. I don't know if they did the same thing in Florida or not.
1: No, in Florida, we just don't read.
0: Case in point. So,
1: <laughs> Casey endpoint. point.
0: Ah, Casey end point. Uh, <laughs> so she read a bit about or read a bit from The Hobbit Ooh. and I was immediately entranced. Uh, and then sometime later, uh, the community theater did a production of The Hobbit, Ooh. the play. Uh, and <laughs> Casey was reading The Hobbit and decided, you know what? I've seen the play. This is enough to take the AR test on it. Casey I, failed.
1: <laughs> I am familiar with that thought process, Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did not work. Uh, no, I, always, I did end up doing Harry. I did end up reading Harry Potter before taking the test because of that very reason.
1: SSI, no, as much as the AR tests were like really, really annoying. I also really liked them because they were my initials.
0: Gross. <laughs> uh, and so like I remember being interested in seeing stuff about it. And, uh, the video games had come out for the, the two towers mm-hmm. and I had played some of it and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then my dad got it for me and I remember playing the games. I was like, I want the books. And then, uh, they had like the book fair, but you could also order books from like the little catalog. Mm-hmm. And so I got my mom to order me the set of, it was the Hobbit and the three Lord of the Rings books. Uh so yeah, I and I had read some of I decided to skip the Hobbit and go right into Lord of the Rings because that's where I was. Um and uh so some of this is kind of jumbled because I don't remember like the exact sequence of events. But I do remember reading some of the fellowship and then <laughs> playing the the two towers games and I'm like, I'm just gonna read a little bit into the two towers. So I read like the first chapter and I was like, okay, I just I needed to get that in my system, then I went back to reading the fellowship. Uh, but I do remember uh, at one point, my parents went to somewhere. I think they did like, it was like a day at our church and uh, they were doing like a work day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the point is, I was home alone. It was raining and I had Lord of the Rings on VHS rented from Blockbuster. Yeah. Two tapes. Yep. Two tapes. Two. Yes. And I, because I had had all the stuff around me the games and everything i was like i really want to watch this movie like i've heard so many things like it seems like something right up my alley uh and i think i had seen harry potter <laughs> recently it and came like out read, they, they were the same year yep. the the first of both of those were the same year yep. uh and uh, so i was like okay i've heard a lot of stuff about lord of the rings And I've, like, dabbled in it. I want to watch this movie. And I was just, like, I just lied on the couch and just watched the whole Fellowship of the Ring. And I was, like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, And that just fueled the obsession. And I, like, went through all the books uh, and then got my hands on all the movies. So, uh, fun fact about Casey. Once – so – Casey really liked Lord of the Rings and so he saw a commercial for this movie that had Orlando Bloom in it and had to go see it in theaters called Pirates of the Caribbean and then became obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean to the point where he got the DVD for Christmas that year when it came out and uh, he watched it every single night before bed until like May or so because the last day of elementary school for me was the day that return of the king came out on dvd and so i got out early or whatever and i was like dad can we go to walmart and i was like can i please get this and he let me get return of the king on dvd and so i watched that and i started watching that was my first time because i i didn't see any of the lord of the rings movies in theaters um i just saw them like the one on vhs and then uh, two Towers, I think I watched <laughs> on TV uh, and yeah and then the Return of the King Adam DVD but that night I watched the special features mm-hmm. and I had hey. like fallen asleep during part of it uh, it wasn't like the full like yeah. documentary thing because it was just the regular DVD yeah. uh, there's still some stuff on there but I started I fell asleep during it and I woke back up after like I like dozed off for a little bit and I checked the time and it was like super late and i was like maybe this is a sign i don't need to watch pirates of the caribbean anymore (laughs) i've got other things and yeah i don't need to but lord of the rings broke me from that uh but yeah so it's just ever since then has just been my favorite fandom like i don't get me wrong like i love 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 harry potter but my love for lord of the rings and middle earth and everything has been has just always been stronger uh and it's like, like I am, the fan to the level of like, I I would have the greatest vacation being able to go to Hobbiton and like in New Zealand and travel and like, this is where the this is the white shot of them walking this part, and this is when they did the wide shot of walking. On I this have part. heard
1: though that if you want to go do one of those tours, it's better to uh, look it up yourself and do it because otherwise you go and you pay for some of the tours and they're like, here's the tree. Yeah. But I wanna go to yeah, I want yeah. to
0: go Hobbiton. Yeah, I want to go Hobbiton. Yeah, I I'll I'll find Middle Earth myself. Yes, Middle uh, Earth is inside you. But yeah, that would be the coolest trip. And
1: I mean, uh, we agree on that.
0: Yeah, I want to. I want to do the wide shot <laughs> of walking the far lands of Middle Earth. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just it's a bit of a, a mesh pot of like all the things and like the weird orders of of everything. But yeah. I've read the book series twice, uh, finally went back around to The Hobbit, <laughs> but yeah. Well, Nova The Hobbit's ring.
1: just so different.
0: Yeah, and like, I don't know. He, like once he decided he wanted to write about the ring, he was like, oh, this is, this is not a children's series. This is something well, like else. His, his I mean, he th- had Silmarillion, like he well, he, he
1: started writing the Silmarillion the, the, the and like the stuff that became that way before and so he had like that kind of backstory of middle earth and all of that figured out then he wrote the hobbit because his it was stuff he would tell his kids and he wrote it down and put it out and the publishers were like we want you know to write more about this and he's like well the rest of the stuff in this world is not that yeah and so none of the stuff that was in the hobbit specifically was meant to be like a precursor to lord of the rings yeah it was all meant to just kind of be its own like child story so like it, it's one of the reasons why, like, some of the things don't make sense unless you see, like, some of the rewrites and reworks of The Hobbit with, like, The Ring and Golem and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it, they're, they're, they are related and it is a prequel, but it is also, like, not...
0: Yeah, the intention wasn't there yet. No. Uh, which is interesting. There's a, a documentary called... I think it's called uh, The... Uh, ringers is what's called uh dominic monaghan narrates it and it's very interesting it talks about like the phantom of the books Ooh, hello. and we have been fetched a string she came all the way from this the, sh- the kitty Shire to bring us one string to rule <laughs> them all <laughs> uh but yeah so it's it goes into like the history of tolkien and the <clears throat> the culture of the books and it's Mm-hmm. you know, impact and everything and then goes into the Lord of the Rings films and their impacts and everything. It's it's a really interesting documentary. Uh, but yes, I digress. I could go on forever and ever, but I'll probably go on for like another forty minutes or so. But until then, how did you get into Lord of the Rings? Tell us the tale of your talking.
1: So the please. tale of my talking begins with another movie called Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The what? (laughs) Uh,
1: My cousin, who you've met, uh, wanted to see Jimmy Neutron. We went to the movie theater that was nearby to go see that movie. And one of the previews for that movie included a walking blonde elf named Legolas. (laughs) uh, And just looked very interesting. And so I was really interested in getting to see The Lord of the Rings after having seen... Was that The that. Two
0: Towers that was commercial for or, or trailer for or was I, it Fellowship?
1: I think it was Fellowship because hmm. the Fellowship came out in 2001. Yeah. And Jimmy Neutron I saw when I was, I sure. think, still in elementary school.
0: Maybe that was 2000 when Jimmy Neutron... Maybe.
1: Do you want me to look it up? No. Um. <laughs> believe me. it So, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter together came out at like a very weird time for me because it was the transition between elementary school and middle school because I am older than you. (laughs) Right. Right. And so most of my association with Lord of the Rings comes from middle school thoughts, though my association with Harry Potter comes from elementary school because of the books, because I saw the movies before the books were a thing for me. Um, And so I remember seeing the trailer for it and being super interested and being like, this is really cool. Look at all this fantasy stuff. Because like Harry Potter was like my introduction to like magic as a thing. But Lord of the Rings was my introduction to high fantasy as a thing. And I don't know if you guys know, but I really like high fantasy. No. I like elves. I like different creatures. Like the Ents were like a wonder to my brain. And just, like, I love those types of worlds. They're the types of worlds that I really like to build. It's part of the reason why, like, I always wanted to play D&D was because of Lord of the Rings. And so seeing it was, like, very interesting to me. And so I convinced um, parents to go see the first one. I think I saw the first one with my dad. I can't quite remember which one I saw with who at that point. But I remember seeing the first one and really, really liking it. And I started printing out pictures and putting them on my binders and stuff like that because I was like, "This is so cool!" And um, when the first movie came out, I like got so fully into it. I got the mass market box set from uh, Books a Million, and I read through those with before this. At least, uh, so again, it's a little blurry. It's been a while, but I read through the first and I think the second one before the next movie came out. I don't remember if I got through the third one before then. Um, just because middle school was, is a changing time in a person's life. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot to adjust to.
0: Talk about orcs. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, the last time I was tall, middle school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I remember reading through them and just being like so very interested and just like, just the way that the world was built and all how widescaping it was. Like that kind of stuff really, really drew me to it. And then I remember seeing the two Towers and, again, convincing my parents to go. And so I was friends. There's a lot
0: of that in Amy's life, if you don't know. Convincing her family to take her to and go with her to movies.
1: None of my family was ever interested in Lord of the Rings.
0: Neither was mine.
1: No. And so, like, my mom falls asleep during them, (laughs) which is fine. Like, she likes the idea of them. But she falls asleep during Star Wars also. So.
0: It ain't got Kirk. She don't care.
1: Nah. She, she's a Star Trek person through and through. Don't
0: got Kirk. Don't got cares.
1: No, she just doesn't like long battle sequences. And so like there's a lot of battles in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. So they make her sleepy. Uh, <laughs> facts about my mother. Um, but I remember going to the Two Towers. The Two Towers I saw um, on the release day. And I remember because I remember all the blue-toned posters and all that, and it was always, like, such a big thing. And I remember wishing that, like, I had the means to know how to dress up for it because I was that person as a child also. But I was friends with a certain group of people at that point in time, and uh, my best friend at the time was also really, really into Lord of the Rings. And so we kind of fueled each other and fueled um, all of that sort of stuff in each other. And she was very much a hobbit person. Whereas I really fell more into, like, the elves because that was really super cool to me. Because it was, like, my first real instance of, like, fantasy creatures in, like, such a different way. And those are the ones that I felt drawn to. And so, like, I was hardcore, like, obsessed with wanting to be Legolas. (laughs) And my dad makes bows. Like, he makes long bows and he's made some short bows, but he mostly makes long bows. So, like, I got... Um, he had made me already like one of the longbows and so like I would take it out and like try to shoot the big styrofoam turkey thing that he had in the backyard (laughs) Uh, which was really scary because bugs would come out of it because Florida (laughs) Um, but I just really loved all of that and then Return of the King came out and it was one of my favorite like movie going experiences and I got my mom and my dad to go see that and I don't know how I got my mom and my dad to go see that but both of them were there and so like Somehow I convinced both of them to go. Um, again, it was one of my favorite movie-going experiences, which I—I I don't know if we want to talk about now or later. Depends. I mean, go for it. Um, so, if you've seen *Return of the King*,
0: spoilers for *Lord of the Rings* from—spoilers
1: uh, for the format of *Lord <laughs> of the Rings: Return of the King*, because I'm not telling you how it ends but I'm telling you that it ends about five or six times. And so we were in the theater and you know, the first thing happens and it fades to black and everyone's like, Oh yay. And people start standing. And then the next thing comes up, they're like, Oh, we sit down again yeah. and then it fades to black. And then people are like, okay, we're leaving. No, come back. And yeah. It just keeps going like that. And eventually people just started laughing because they were like, is it over?
0: Yeah. The, I remember, uh, Almost getting upset when uh, the first fade of black when they are they've just de- just destroyed the ring yeah uh, and they're like chilling on the rocks on the side of Mount Doom and I'm like are they ending it there? There's so much more to this book. Yeah. That's like halfway through the book. They can't really. Oh no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so I remember that, and that that's in my like top five movie going experiences was that part. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Kitty, I moved your bed so my hair wouldn't get in your fur. Um, But that was really cool. And so I saw Return of the King on the day it came out. And much like you, Casey, uh, I got my DVDs from Walmart because yeah. our Walmart was open 24-7.
0: I just remember DVDs were 15 bucks, which was like a good price at the time. Like, boom, 15 I, I
1: honestly... Don't remember what they cost, but I remember uh, starting, I think it was starting with The Two Towers, because I don't think I ended up getting the first one on DVD until the second one came out, um, but I only have ever owned, like, at that point, like, while the movies were coming out, I've only have, I only owned the extended editions, because I saw them, and that was the first time Amy was like, oh my god. There are special editions of a thing. I can get more of the thing that I like. Oh, my gosh. And it comes with a statue. I still have the Golem statue. Yeah.
0: uh, I've seen it. When we were in Florida, I saw it.
1: Yeah. It's here now. Yeah. Because I took it back with me. Um, But, yeah. And I also have my DVDs again, which is quite a thing. Um, But I remember getting them. And then I was definitely, like, the power player for the TV in our household as the person who like really had opinions. So I remember watching like the extended editions and just being like very fascinated with like more of the story. But the special features were what got me into liking special features because they're great. Yeah. And you can one 100% Hundred percent. Start blaming Weta for like my interest in special effects makeup and my interest in all those kind of things and making things like some of those things because it was just like yeah, I, I want to, I want the thing,
0: the creativity of stuff like how they made the the cave troll sound mm-hmm. and like the scraping of of stones in a long hallway and like
1: Casey, can we go watch special features after this?
0: Yep, we'll I'll see you in about. Well, if you do the Hobbits too, because it's like. 12 it's like 24 hours in total if you do all of it. It, <laughs> like it's
1: <laughs> we got time.
0: Yeah, we do. Uh
1: but yeah, the the special features and like the the creativity and like the community that was made on the Lord of the Rings movies. It was a
0: 15 month shoot. Like everyone became I don't know if there's ever been a film cast in history that's gotten that close.
1: And the first character death I ever got super upset about was Haldir
0: not Boromir
1: I was like
0: Boromir is one that you have to like
1: Boromir's one that, as an adult
0: yeah like when I first I was like yeah take that Boromir you suck yes. and now I'm like no, no but he was, he, was so, he, tried. he tried so hard and he he, he he thought he was doing the right thing and he he just his his desperation to help his people and to be a good steward of God like it's Yes, Kat. Well, we were talking about Boromir, so we've got Lurts over here on top of this <laughs> chair. <laughs> uh but yeah, like it you you see the tragedy, yeah. in, especially with the the extended version. Yeah. My friend was like was showing me he'd got those same DVDs and I was like and got the I think he had the GOM statue one. I know at least he had the, the DVDs. Yeah, yeah, Uh and I was like, what, there's more of this? I'm like, that's that's an undertaking. And then I saw them and I was like I can never go back
1: right if, I if felt bad can't... for my
0: little return of the King DVD and I'm like it's it was the complete opposite of Toy Story listen no one's getting replaced no you're being replaced no
1: because like once you see the extended edition like you can't go back I,
0: I refuse yeah I I have never I have never watched the I think the regular the, version the only
1: time I have is if they were on TV and it was just something I, I had on
0: yeah uh like I know they put them on Netflix or whatever and I was like ugh.
1: No, I've never theatrical cuts. <laughs> I, I've only ever watched the one on TV, but that was just because like they cut it up so badly anyway that like I'm not like I'm not watching it for the full movie experience. I'm watching it to be like, oh, here's the part I really like. Yeah. But I just it was one of the first ones that like hit me in more of my adult creative brain. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it was one of the first things I ever bought soundtracks to. It was one of the first times I ever listened to like songs from a movie to do that. It was also what led me to Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> because Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Uh, and I had a, leaning
0: over a boat in that trailer.
1: I had a, a huge obsession with the first movie and the second movie. The third movie made me mad. <laughs> uh,
0: what? How?
1: Because they killed him. Oh, how dear. No, the third, Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Oh, I thought we were some I was like, what's, why did you get mad at the, oh, but yeah. yeah.
1: But, um.
0: Spoiler alert for Pirates of the Caribbean. Three. Peace. And five, well, five. He's back.
1: Yep. One anyway. Time. Anyway. Voldemort's back? Voldemort's back.
0: <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I, it just took me to the, that one card in the Goblet Fire that's super sad. Oh, no.
1: No, bah, bah, no, da, no, da, no, da, no, 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 no! We're talking about Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> you did this. I did that. You this. did this. I did that. Do this. You brought up Voldemort. Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was one of like I just like it hit a different part of my imagination and my brain that kind of opened me up to the different kinds of storytelling that I like now as an adult, and it. It has never left my heart. And I agree. One of my dream, like, vacations or, like, trips is to go to New Zealand and see all the things and get to have a drink in the Green Dragon.
0: And one day we shall. Yes. Also, uh, this is a more uh, somber, depressing note of this episode. Uh, I'm sorry for all of our uh, LGBT listeners out there. But Ian McKellen wins as the greatest gay man of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, who? <laughs> he, I, Ian like,
1: McKellen is a national, international, earthly treasure.
0: I just, like, my my love for that man goes so deep. And, like, he's right? just such a majestic human being
1: but like, on and off. Screen. So some of the things that, like, were the best about Lord of the Rings was, like, his love of what he was doing. Like, everyone's love. But one of the people I forget
0: that he got nominated for an Oscar for it. Right? Twice, I think.
1: I don't The only and, time they ever won was during Return of the King.
0: Yeah, he never won. Maybe he was nominated all three times. I know at least twice. Yeah.
1: But no, I remember hating Chicago on principle <laughs> yeah. for winning over Lord of the Rings. And now I like Chicago. But uh, I was definitely the child who if you won over the thing I wanted to win, I hated you on press like on principle. Which is why I hated uh, the Killers and Green Day for like a couple, like a year, as a as an angry teenager because they won over my Chemical Romance at VMA. I like them both now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can grow. Oh, so quick. Yes.
1: Oh, what I was trying to say when we were talking about the wonder of Ian McKellen. Yes. Was that the other thing that was like so great? Was the love that uh, Christopher Lee.
0: Yes, I was going to get there. Has
1: for that whole story.
0: Yeah, he, like, every year, like, even into his 90s, like, he read that series every single year of Mm -hmm. his life. Since, like, almost when it came out. Like, I I don't know if it was, like, right when it came out, but pretty soon after that, he started reading it every year.
1: Mm -hmm. And, like, he just, when you watch him in the behind the scenes, it's just, like, Seeing him talk about it is just it 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 moves my creative soul.
0: Yeah, I mean it's funny watching because they they know like whenever he's on set, it was especially a thing. In, when they filmed the Hobbits, yeah, they're like, "Okay, this is gonna be a long day." Because Christopher likes to talk, and he's fascinating, so it's people just listen.
1: Yeah, and also the metal songs with him. Yes, are great. his death metal songs. It's it's so good.
0: But yeah, like he just. He knew that the world inside and out. And so like, you know, and like Ian McKellen enjoyed the books, but like no one was a Tolkien fan to the level that he was, that Christopher Lee was. No,
1: the only person who I know who could rival him is Stephen Colbert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say maybe Peter Jackson, but I, no, Stephen Colbert's. yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to look up the video of him meeting Liv Tyler on his show. Yeah. Like, he just pauses. I, I love that man for like, he will pause his interviews and like, pause his show basically. Like, no, 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 we're getting really nerdy. Sit down. Hold on. This yeah. is for me. Like, he, like, his it goes adoration of Liv Tyler. And uh, he talks about, he did a similar thing with Joe Manganello when talking about Dungeon Dragon. He's like, all right, this is going to alienate some of our audiences or whatever. I don't care let's talk Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons for a second like he he yeah yeah so to the point that he got in the Hobbit movies yep. his whole family yep. uh but yeah uh quick story yes. time spin-off story yes. uh so when Casey so Casey had a different he had an evolution of favorite characters as it's gone on for the longest time like a lot of people would call me Frodo and like you know I'm this. I was a small kid, the short kid, and so you know I got, I I related to the hobbits, and I really liked Elijah Wood, and I'm like, oh, this person going on the quest. That's me. I like quests. I want to go on quest. <laughs> uh, and so Frodo was my favorite, and I remember so many days at recess, uh, people would chase me around the playground uh, as ring race, and I was Frodo, and people had to like, like, he's got the ring. Some people were chasing me and others were like, get him to safety. And, like, it was fun. Uh, And then I remember we had – whenever we had the book fair, we would also have the – they were, like, chicken dinners for – they were called Porta pit Barbecue. We did not
1: have those. It was,
0: like, a fundraiser for the school and and everything. Uh, And they always – they would always do those at the same time in the book fair. So it was always, like, a big thing uh, to raise money for the school.
1: We had – something similar just as if we're doing side notes of random stuff about childhoods we had something similar but during the times in which the book fair was there we had a weekend event that uh we had like activities and stuff like that um like different kinds of tosses and bouncy houses and stuff like that um we called it the heron hoopla (laughs) because uh well, also because it was held at the elementary school, and the mascot of the elementary school was the Blue Heron, so it was the Heron Hoopla. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Anyway, just I, I had to plug the Heron Hoopla. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the Hoopla thanks you for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it
1: still exists. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
0: so, yeah, they always have this at the same time, and that was shortly after I got the book set that, mm-hmm. I, that I mentioned. Uh, and we walked into the book fair because that part was like the, the school was closed except the library was where they had all the book fair stuff. So you could go there. Um, and my mom and I were walking Mm -hmm. around there and I saw a big poster of Legolas, which I found out is the exact same one that you have. I know. Uh, and I was like, mom, I really want this poster. And she's like, no, I'm not getting this poster. I'm like, please, please, please. You should
1: make it your photo for this episode.
0: Maybe I think I will. Uh, uh, she was like, no, no, you don't need this poster. I'm not getting this poster. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, uh, "It was that was like on the weekend. Uh, it was either like a Friday night or something, like mm-hmm. after school was over. And I was like, I will get that poster. <laughs> I will get that poster. And then Monday, when we went back into school, on the intercom, they said, we ha- now have are doing the drawing of the $25 certificate to the the book fair uh and uh lo and behold yep and i was like they're gonna call my name because i am destined to have that legolas poster now let me give you all this a, disc- a disclaimer <laughs> casey never wins like drawings or anything in his life like that's not something he doesn't have the luck he has none of that stuff but they called out my name and i got 25 dollars to that book fair uh to spend on what I want. And I remember everything I got. Uh I got that Legolas poster. I got a Return of the King poster because that movie was coming out and that was super badass. Uh I bought books six and eight of series of unfortunate events. I bought the book Holes. Uh I'm pretty No, I didn't get the, the Artemis File book. But I also got uh, a Harry Potter ring eraser Okay. It was like a lightning bolt. Yeah. Uh And so yeah, I got all of that with my twenty five dollars. And like, eight year old Casey's like, hey, 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 hey. take that, you, mom, and then
1: you bring it home. Yeah. And what?
0: She was like, oh, Liz kind of like, congrats, I guess. Like, <laughs> she was just like, ah, whatever. Like, <laughs> she wasn't excited. It was just like a that sneaky little kid. Like, he still got the he got the thing. It was like, yay, I'm happy for you. Ooh, what? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I got the poster either from Books a Million or Walden Books at the same time that I got uh, the bookmark that had Legolas on it.
0: Yes, I got that one too, and with I, the
1: leaf on the end.
0: Uh, maybe I have a different one because mine was the one that like had the little like divot in it, so you could like push it uh, to like mark your place. Mm,
1: I had it was a paper one with a big Legolas on it. And then it had the green uh, string that came out, but on the end was the metal leaf like his.
0: Oh, yeah. No, mine didn't have a leaf. But that was my favorite bookmark, and I lost it one day, and it think, has bothered me ever since. I
1: think I still have
0: it. So if any of you have the Legolas bookmark that I have been looking for all of my life, that I've been missing all of my life, please give it to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I actually... Like, I don't have the poster anymore, though I think you do.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's pretty roughed up and so was the return of the king one but. so
1: the the legless poster was like one of the few things i, like, I think it's I, in my closet right now yeah i think so um i i hung on my wall but it was on my wall beside my bed because that was the only place i had i could hang posters because there was windows and stuff um and then that giant mirror that's on my dresser uh but i'm not so much anymore But I was a very rough sleeper as a child and would wake up with bruises because my bed was against a wall and I would hit the wall as I tossed and turned and that I tore down that poster quite a few times. (laughs) So it did not survive, but I do still have the bookmark.
0: Nice. Uh, I found or like someone gave me a bookmark of, I think it's Aragorn or something. Uh, And then like when uh, The Hobbit came out, the first Hobbit movie came out went to a midnight showing of it and they gave us so much stuff they gave us a t-shirt they gave us bookmarks uh there was like a map like a new zealand map uh of like where they filmed i would there was so much stuff we literally had a bucket full of stuff like we couldn't carry everything i
1: really want a giant framed map of middle earth like just for like a wall because it's one of the prettiest maps and i just i want one so bad but i want to be i support this yes i know you do um, but I just think it would be really cool. Like, I'm I'm a big, big fan of fantasy maps. And part of that reason is because Lord of the Rings was what it was. It's,
0: it, it, the, the art of that map is so good that they used it officially in the movie. Yes. Like, in the... Like, I know.
1: And, and it's like it, made, like, it made me fall in love with fantasy maps. Like, part of the reason I started buying more fantasy books was because the, some of them came with the maps in them. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. Look at these things. Oh, my God.
0: So, another short side, side story is uh, there was something I was always interested in, but never really got to. And then when I was in college, uh, I went with my, there was like a group of friends, like my little posse, my entourage. Uh, we would always hang out and I went with one of my friends to Amoeba. Like I would go to the Amoeba all the time. It was like in college, it was my, my safe space. It was where I would go to think if I was having a bad day, I would just go around and hang out in Amoeba for a while. Uh, and I went with one of my friends one day and he found a book uh, for Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, I've run a game a couple of times. Do you want to do, we should all do like a DND game. And I'm like, that's so cool. I've always been kind of interested in, I don't know how to play, but I'm willing to try. It seems cool. Uh, and it's Lord of the Rings. So yeah, I'm down. Uh, and so... Uh, I made a character that was one of the Dine Rangers. Mm -hmm. That was my character that came up with. Uh, And we met (laughs) one time. We had one session. Uh, I've heard the
1: story many a time. Yes.
0: Uh, And so for a while, like, that's why I was, like, hurt by D&D. Like, I couldn't ever get it to work out. And Uh, then
1: he met me, who just had nothing but great things to say about D&D and had my D&D group that I would very happily leave you to go play.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, and so, like, I need to try, uh, and then I eventually got with the group that I'm in now, which has uh, my friend Sarah. Shout out to you! I know you uh, listen to this uh, whenever you can. Uh, so I do have someone from that Lord—that's very same Lord of the Rings game—in uh, my current group. And so. I told
1: you, like, I—I'm happy to dive back in and refresh all of my knowledge on the lore of uh, Middle Earth. If you want a game.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: I know. So uh, I'm happy to do that.
0: But Lord of the Rings was my first ever attempt at uh, D&D. So another place where it has a special place in the heart. In the heart. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, so I, I just, ever since I started getting to the stuff like the games, the movies, the books, everything.
1: You said that your favorite character evolved, but you only mentioned Frodo. Oh, yes.
0: Yes. Frodo being chased around the playground. Yes. Uh, Then it became Legolas. And I got the... It was from... I think someone gave me that bookmark. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Uh, And then I just... After watching the movie and playing the Return... Or the Two Towers game, Legolas became my favorite character. Yeah, so Legos became my favorite character because of a bookmark and then the, the video game. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he was the coolest uh, of my favorite character to play because he was the fast one and, like, super cool with everything. Parkour! Yep. Uh, and so he was that way for a long time. And then uh, I got, like, much older and, like, watching the, the movies again and uh, just... Uh, like there was once we we watched the trilogy like m- that group of friends I yep. think that's what kind of spurred on the the dnd game uh i was like you know i really like and also like seeing vigo mortensen and a lot of things i'm like i think like character arc and everything like it just it just naturally gravitated over towards well, he is he is
1: he is the hero's journey yeah like, like straight up yeah and I actually like agree with you a lot. Like Legolas, I still think is my like favorite character, but he he as I got older tied much more with Aragorn, whose storyline and character type I very much like to write. And so like the I I I realized while planning out like one of the big stories that's in my head how much I was inspired by Aragorn and things that he went through. Because it's very, like it it just gets you. Like it's it's such a universally able to be understood struggle.
0: There, there's like several key moments of his character and like that are just so beautiful and just. And Viggo Mortensen. And Viggo Mortensen himself is just gorgeous. <laughs> and I went to q and A Q&A about one of the movies that he was in, Captain Fantastic, which is a fantastic movie, and he should have won the Oscar for it uh but like just hearing that man talk like Mm -hmm. i'm like okay he he was talking for a while answering the question very eloquently and he's like sorry i've been he's like that was kind of a long answer i'm sorry and i'm thinking to myself no talk forever (laughs) uh but like he as a character and with addition to vigo's performance show like he is the pinnacle and like peak of humanity yeah because he is a human. And like, he
1: is the hope that's left for mankind. He
0: And, like, I think that carries over into the real world. Because, uh, like, two giant moments for him uh, happened in Return of the King. Uh, he, when he commands the army of the dead, and... Which is so cool. Yeah, and then Legolas and Gimli are like, dude, we could use these guys. Like, we didn't have to do anything. And they wiped out that whole army. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to hold on to these guys. And the king says, You gave us your word. Mm-hmm. And he says, I hold your oath fulfilled. Go in peace. And like they are allowed to like it's to so cool. In. They're they're allowed to rest, they they are at peace.
1: They have fulfilled the, the thing that they did not.
0: Yeah, and so he could have easily tricked them or lied or like, like, nope, you need to fight this one more battle for us. And he's like, Nope, I did. I'm gonna do exactly what I promised. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, ugh, that part. And then the, like, I'm seeing, I saw memes about it today. The, you bow to no one. Like, how, like.
1: You're just being crowned king.
0: There is no, there is no king ever, fictional, literal, in any capacity, any leader that can top King Lord Aragorn. Because he's. Just got the crown. He's metaphorical Jesus. Literally, yep. he's a metaphor so for Jesus. Just married
1: the elf lady who gave up her immortality for him.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm bowing to you." And then to get all of his people. It, Ugh, that is it, a leader. That is an incredible, upstanding man. Uh, Aragorn for life
1: is a badass. Yes, uh,
0: completely. Yeah. And the, this day we stand, men of the West. Like
1: he has some great like quotable moments. Um, I do also want to mention Eowyn Oh. Cause she,
0: I I have always had like a thing. But true, I mean, like same. She gorgeous, <laughs> but also like I know. Uh, it's the in the extended version they do it a little bit. Uh, there's some in the books like to suggest that like one at least at one point, seems to have feelings for Aragorn. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, look, Arwen's cool and I love their love story, like I really do. But I'm like, Awen's my favorite. No, I want the, the my two favorite peoples, the beautiful peoples to end up together. Yeah. And like, cause you know, Aragorn would be looking great for an 80 year old. Uh, I think he said 87 is his age. <laughs> uh, oh, that reminds me real quick. When I saw yeah. the first Hobbit in, in theaters, they had people from the one ring.net there uh, to do, because I saw it at the Chinese theater uh, and they did, they had people to do trivia.
1: I remember the one ring.net.
0: Yeah. And no one got any answers. It was silent because they asked like stupidly hard questions. I'm like, I don't know any of these. And I thought I knew a little bit. Yeah. No, I know nothing. I am Jon Snow except in Middle-earth. <laughs> uh, so, like, Aragorn.
1: No. he's he, Curlier hair. Aragorn is so much better. I know.
0: I know. I know what I said.
1: Uh, hey, we I could know. do an, an episode that's Aragorn versus Jon Snow, but you know what? Both it's, of us are on the side of Aragorn. Yeah,
0: it's like, you ready? Here's that episode right now. Aragorn wins. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Aragorn, that's, like, that's why... I became, obs- I really like the idea of the Dunadine Rangers. Yeah. Uh, my character for a live stream thing we've been working on yeah, and I, Like he's straight up. You
1: might've seen teas on my Instagram story.
0: Yeah. So my character uh, is heavily inspired by my character from Lord of the Rings that I was going to do. And we'll still do it at some point. Uh, yeah. But he was I'm a Dine Ranger. Yeah. So like my character is essentially a Dine Ranger um and they're super cool and there was it was also i was also inspired by there was a video game that came out um called the third age mm-hmm. which they had the two towers in return of the kings those followed the movies uh and were like a hack and slash game but the third age was actually a it was a tactical game well an rpg uh they basically stole both of the good parts <laughs> from Final Fantasy X and X-2 <laughs> the battle system is straight up Final Fantasy X Yeah, the leveling system as far as like learning new moves and everything they ripped straight from Final Fantasy X-2 and it was just both of those and they put it in Lord of the Rings setting but you follow a character or characters uh, a party similar to the Fellowship but they're like right behind everything mm-hmm. uh, and like they talk to Gandalf like telepathically or whatever right. uh, Like some of them like like they, they have been uh tasked by uh by Gandalf and I think they're Galadriel talks to them at some point, but they're like, Yeah, you need to keep going. I think it's like through his palantir mm. or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember exactly how it worked. But he was in contact with them, uh and like left them notes and like this is where we're going or whatever. So like there are things like the watcher, the big Yep. Yeah. Uh you have to fight that at one point, you fight the Balrog. Uh, you end up like helping that part, you end up supposedly helping the fellowship. And I'm like, okay, you're obviously not there. but uh, yeah, it was cool to like most of the time you're like right behind the trail of mm-hmm. uh, of the fellowship. the fellowship. Yeah, there's like some other movie or something where it's like this person's always right behind like following the path of mm-hmm. another person. Uh, but yeah I think that was really interesting. And one of the characters that you get, uh, so there's barathor the human, he's a Gondor soldier. Uh, I can't remember the name of the elf from Rivendell. Uh, I, I can't remember. It wasn't
1: one of the kids. Like, it wasn't an already existing character.
0: No, these were, these were original characters. Okay. Um, Had I will was...
1: say one of my favorite, like, non-essential character to anything are the two twins. Elrond's two twins. I love them. Oh, yeah. They are so... I, most of the time, people characterize them like the Weasley twins a lot, but, like...
0: I remember. I love them. Uh, there was like one elf from Rivendell, like when Arwen is, decides to leave the the like trail of elves mm-hmm. on their way to the Grey Havens. Uh, he's like, "My lady, where are you going?" And he showed up in the Hobbit. I'm like, "Oh, what's that elf?" Turns out he's from the Flight of the Concords. because <laughs> uh, New Zealand's one small happy family. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, there was uh, I, I, God, I. I <laughs> what's this birthday magic? Her name is Idriel. I was okay. like, I gotta find that out Oh, that well, out was before. a girl. Yes, elven lady. Oh. Uh, most of the characters were clearly like ripoffs of of mm. other characters. Yes. Uh, so you had Barathor, the Gondorian soldier. Uh, you have Idriel, the elven lady uh, ranger. Uh, you have Hadhod, the dwarf, Gimli. And you had Elagos, the Dúnedain Ranger. There we So, uh, yeah, Elagos was always super cool because uh, they always had, like, their special attacks. And he was like... You hear this? St- it sounds like a bolt of lightning as he, like, basically... He raises his arrow to the sky and it gets colored with whatever special power he's doing. And it's like... Whoosh, whenever he would do his special arrows. Um, and Idril would hold her sword over her head uh like the a lot of the elves do Mm -hmm. where they have it's like a curved sword and they lift it over their head and she would kind of like stab down and forward and that's how her magic would use she would do healing and uh like elemental stuff usually water and stuff Mm -hmm. she could i think like one of her ultimate things was summoning like the water horses Mm, Uh, those are cool yeah uh definitely (laughs) yeah so it, it was super cool and like i it's a really underrated game it was super fun uh it also had a version like an evil mode where you could go back and do uh, scenarios and battles uh, and you could fight the party, but as like cave trolls and orcs and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so it's like, what if you were the villains and fought here? <laughs> 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 but it was really just, just the battles themselves, but still was really cool. Anyway, I had to get that shadow out of there because Elagos, the Dunedain Ranger, yeah, like him mixed with Aragorn has, has been like, My inspiration, it was an inspiration for that D&D character, which in tune became an inspiration for this new character that will be coming out. Uh, Which
1: shall henceforth be referred to as Pathfinder character.
0: Yes. Uh, If we're saying that uh, his name is Matthias Freigost, I gave him, he's partially inspired by Jacob Fry from Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh, And I'm
1: sure the picture will appear on your Instagram at some point soon. Yes, it
0: will. Uh, But that's why I mixed the name for his last name, Freigost, uh, because... Jacob Fry and Elagost the Dune Ranger. Uh I know like my name for her, the Lord of the Rings character was very close to that but I think Elagost is a super cool name. Yeah. Uh but yeah. So yes, here we are at the end of our journey. <laughs> we have multiple endings. It seems like we're done, but we're not. Uh yeah, no Lord of the Rings is just like my my favorite fan like I I could just I could talk about it all the time. yep uh like the books are like some of my favorite books i've ever read the movies like the lord of the rings trilogy is my favorite trilogy of all time uh the I hobbits better with games. the director's cut yes uh everyone craps on the hobbits i get it i totally understand but i love them dearly uh
1: they're better with the director's cut which is weird
0: <laughs> yeah uh a lot more violent in the third movie
1: the oh my god Side note: If you've never watched the the extended edition of Battle of the Five, Five, Ar- Five Armies, I was gonna say seven. I was like, that's wrong. Uh, battle of the Five Armies. You should just it, for that one. It battle. is
0: rated R.
1: I know, and it
0: has lots of bloody violence.
1: Lots of like
0: decapitations.
1: No, I was gonna say like Transformers level crazy violence.
0: Yeah, Peter Jackson just went awol.
1: He went. Ham. Hey,
0: um. he just went missing because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he went absent without leave because because
1: that, that the plot it, it's with crazy it. like
0: it's insane. Uh, but, but I, I i love those movies, and some people are like, Oh, they're so bad compared to Lord of the Rings. I was like, The Hobbit, like, The Hobbit as a book, as a piece of media, is nothing compared to Lord of the Rings uh-uh. in any shape or form. Well, I, and I, I and still it's love also it.
1: like, it's just like The Sim, The Simmerillion. It's like, The Simrillion is a great source of just like extra material but it's also not going to format into a movie the yeah same it's a way.
0: very very dry read and it's just like an encyclopedia basically
1: yeah i like
0: it yeah it's like it's interesting it's fascinating but it's not meant to be something like mm-hmm. i know at one time they're like let's try to adapt the film and it's like dude you're that's like let's turn the phone book into a movie <laughs> like you can't do that <laughs> I mean... I mean, you can try.
1: You can try. But yeah, Lord of the Rings was just one of the formative things of shaping how I... Like, what types of stories I like and what kind of media I enjoy and what kind of stuff I like to make because it was just, like, it was such a new, like, thing and it was... It's such... It's so great at being what it is and you can find faults in anything, but, like... That's what I was about to say.
0: Like, I know it's super flawed and I know it, like... Being the granddaddy of fantasy, as it's often called, and inspiring many things like, uh, like Game of Thrones and a bunch of like fantasy properties, World Dungeons and Dragons, World of Warcraft, like so many things, it inspires so many things, uh, and it was written in the fifties. Like there's gonna be inherent. Flaws I mean, like, in it, like
1: here's the thing, the thing that I noticed growing up was the lack of girls in it.
0: The lack of women and people of color is... And people of
1: color and people of anything that's not, like, pretty straightforward what you expect from a white fantasy writer. Yeah. Which, again, is is fine critique. It doesn't make the story not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't take away all the great in those stories. It just was a product of the time it was
0: written in. Yeah. But, I mean, we do have... Like,
1: and I like him better than his friend.
0: So C.S. Lewis.
1: I could have a whole podcast about what I don't like about C.S. Lewis. So
0: we are all <laughs> about positivity on this podcast. So yep. we will not be doing an episode no. on that. Uh,
1: just Uh I just want it to be out there for the record. I could.
0: I know. But we will not have a Lion Jesus episode <laughs> on this podcast.
1: Yep. Nope, because just gonna have I don't Airborne.
0: like Amy upset. No, we just gonna uh, have an album. Uh, we have... Actual dude who looks like Jesus metaphor. I, I mean,
1: Viggo Mortensen is a handsome man. He's never been prettier than when he had his dark hair and was covered in mud. And <laughs> on yeah. that note,
0: Yeah. anything I've, left to say? No. Uh, well, we need at least three more endings to this right. episode
1: <laughs> <laughs> for uh, it to
0: be totally complete. Uh, that is like, that is one thing that like people always joke about Return of the King. Like, oh, there's so many endings. Listen. Listen let me set the record straight here and now i know they like cut to black when they shouldn't have i get it but you gotta understand like they cut out so much of the return of the king book like they cut out like a whole hundred pages they cut out a whole subplot with going back to the shire uh and that is where uh worm tongue climbs up uh saruman's back and slits his throat like yeah, there's just, a whole other I just thing. like
1: how you're staring me in the eye as you say this.
0: It's just like, listen, like... They the,
1: did what they could.
0: Lord of the, Return of the King is a 340-page book. They destroy the ring at a pay, about around page 180. So, like, if you were like, whoa, I thought it was over then, and, like, there's so much more, like, you... Bro, you, you don't even know. You don't even know. Like... It could have been so much longer. Uh, we
1: could have had fuller movies.
0: Leave. The no Return of the King tuck me into John Mulaney. <laughs> uh, but yes, I love the films. I love all the things, uh, flaws and all. But to me, I will I will go on record or record in this case <laughs> and say to me, the Lord of the Rings film trilogy is flawless.
1: Oh yeah. I agree. I I don't watch that and think I of anything else other than like just wanting more.
0: Yeah, like if anyone tries to say, "Oh, the pacing is terrible," there is no other movie where it's already three hours and I'm like, "No, give me an extra hour on top of that." Yes. Now that is it's, a it's testament sweet. to yeah to to the filmmaking and like uh, just.
1: And it's also like it's one of those ones where everything stands up like in however long it's been since those movies have come out
0: yeah
1: uh the first almost one 20 being, years well the first one came out in 2001 yeah
0: so we're we're almost at the 20 yeah. year mark
1: we're almost at 20 years like the fact that we're at that point and you can watch them and not see a flaw in anything in
0: fact and the fact that so many of them haven't aged like elijah wood looks the same elena blue looks, Bloom looks the same. same like
1: ian mckellen looks the same Ian McKellen looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like you just, it, it, it's a timeless movie. It's a timeless story and it just, it, it holds up to the test of time. And it's, it was one of the first fandoms I got into when I got into fan fiction was Lord of the Rings fan fiction. It's one of the first fan fictions I tried to write was Lord of the Rings. And that might be partially because I seem to really like writing high fantasy. Um, but like, it was a big inspiration for me as a creator. Like, it, it, like, bar none. Like, I love Harry Potter. We have had so many episodes of this about how much I love Harry Potter. But when it comes to, like, creative, formative things, like, Harry Potter has its place. But Lord of the Rings has a really big, like, lasting impression. You can see it everywhere in things that I like to do. Versus, like, Harry Potter, which you can, but it, it's, it's not quite the same.
0: I, I. Th- think if, I, I could be wrong but i feel like tolkien basically invented the idea of like halflings and it, and orcs like he may not have been the first but he definitely but he shaped is, a lot he of is that the,
1: he is the origin point of most of the ways that we think of elves now w- the way that you see orcs in any type of media the way that you see halflings in any type of media, like they're, they are- The basis
0: for dwarves, I feel like- Yeah, they're
1: being drawn from Tolkien. And it's like, it's not that Tolkien didn't get his inspiration from anywhere, but if you search back along the inspirations for these, like the modern day stuff that we have, it goes back to Tolkien.
0: Yeah. And Tolkien inspired d d which we love, and everything is full circle, like the One Ring. We did a round motion.
1: <laughs> we did an Oprah's full circle moment. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that might be our final ending. Yep. So thank you all for listening and wishing, C- and wishing Wait, Casey... Wait, we need
0: lots and lots. We need a, a segment of laughter and flopping on the bed. And... <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no. Casey. We don't need it. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. The Gimli hey, face. Hey, everybody. Go wish Casey a happy belated birthday since his birthday was yesterday as of this podcast going up over on Twitter where he is Case Crusader. And I am Amory by the Sea. if you would like to talk to me too. And thank you so much for listening to this special birthday episode of Talk Nerdy to Me Baby where you have heard us, we haven't heard you, but you will hear us again next week. Farewell. Home is behind.
0: Nope. I'm inside my house. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is a mic check,
1: a Mikey mic check. It's just a mic check, the Mikey mic check.
0: Keep it secret. Keep it safe.
1: You have to be on theme already.
0: Yeah, it loaded me. (laughs) You know I like it.